You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Garlic's Nights, the Garlic's Podcast Live Show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. What's going on, everybody? What time is it? Six or eight thirty-six? Right on time. Right on time. Right on time. So glad you made it in time, guys. <laughs> nice of you all to finally show up. Yeah. <laughs> no one watching yet. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> all right, hold on. I got. I, I I got a little bit of pimpage to do. Uh, not all on right. the show yet. Just pimpage, pimpage. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I should probably also share this to the Grolix Facebook group. Woo! Hey, hey. That's yeah, a great that's a group. place. Yeah. If you're on Facebook, uh, you should go to uh, facebook.com slash group slash Grolix podcast. Uh, that's our group. We post the more often in there than we do on the actual Facebook page. So that's true. We there. promote things that have nothing to do with Grolix. So yeah. you'll find out stuff that we never talk about on here. It's true. And I do occasionally, I'll put news stories in there that are interesting. I'm like, this is something I would totally talk about on Grolix Nights. And then like, don't talk about it. Yeah. Like the one I seen last night about how uh, the Marvel, the Netflix Marvel series are going to go to Disney plus, um, but in like Canada and not necessarily in the U S weird. Why? Yeah. I saw that too. I was just I, like, ah, cause they drop this month. Like in really? a couple days. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. I am surprised by that. Uh, but I don't, it's never going to hit Disney. Well, those shows in their current form, I don't think will hit Disney plus in the U S. Um, oh, Hey Savannah, you got banned off Facebook again. It's all those conspiracy theories you're spreading, right? <laughs> <laughs> or it's probably just fighting with people. Um, Oh, that's the first time you ever got banned. Oh. I thought. Oh, maybe you, maybe you just been banned for a while, and I thought you were back on since then. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we're gonna Disney Plus in the U.S. Like those shows are R-rated. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, belated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, I'm not going to clarify. <laughs> um, but, I mean, do you think we'll get continuations of any of those shows? Uh, not. I don't think like true continuations. I think we'll get like they'll continue a, the- like a repaint of it. You know, like a multiversal repaint. All right. I could see. Like, I mean, obviously, they Daredevil is going to pop up and stuff. Right. And. I don't know. I don't know who else they pull in. I'd love some more Luke Cage or like, you know, continue really, that story. They almost ended. any of them. Because even like, even uh, even Iron Fist, as dopey as he was <laughs> at the end, it was like, oh, now you're going to go Immortal Iron Fist on this. Okay, well, that's interesting. So clearly, you're not getting renewed. Right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, well, hey. But that's not the, really what we're talking about tonight. Uh, we've been watching a couple things. We watch some things, and we're going to talk about it. That's kind of our mo anymore. Um, yeah. 
Uh, last week, we were off last week. I don't remember why. We had a lot of stuff to do, I guess. Parent-teacher conferences. That's right. And it was beneficial for me and Melanie, too. Um, Melanie and I. Yeah. Uh, so, and I said, we'll have something special this week. No. It's the no. same. It's yeah. the usual. <laughs> but that's, you know what? <laughs> that's special in and of It is stuff. special. Mm-hmm. You're special in our hearts. <laughs> Uh, but uh, in a couple of weeks, I mean, well, first off, next week is the podcast birthdayversary and also Jesse birthday, birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be old. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of old or, uh, the, the Grogs podcast, it's coming up on eight years. Crazy. That's you. Yeah. You posted that on Twitter. I was like, what? I rely on social media to keep track of all important date-related activities. Yeah. Like, when's Melanie and my anniversary? Facebook, tell me. Uh, how long have I been doing this podcast? Twitter, where's my Twitterversary? I set it up the same month. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, eight years for the Twitterversary. So, hence, coming up on eight for Growlix. Crazy. Which um, means you've been podcasting how long? Because you podcasted a couple of years before that, too. Uh, yeah, I think about 10, uh, 10 plus. That's what I, I think that's right. what I started putting on my, the uh, podedit.com, my podcast editor service website. Yeah. And you know, anywhere I list my services, 10 plus years. Um, cause I don't always remember to up, update that every year. I think I looked at it and it was like seven plus years. I'm like, no, no, we're at a decade now, <laughs> a decade of rambling into microphones. <laughs> And then trying to piece it together in a in a, in a good way later, because yeah. obviously I'm not speaking it in a good way. Oh, you do fine. You do better than some people that I've heard. I do better than we all do better than we used to. Yeah. Because we had mentioned uh, last episode, I think it was about revisiting the episode we talked about mouse. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of current events, blah blah blah. And it was episode three, and I had started listening to it, and I was like, whoa, no, no, no. I can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We well, even proof. without listening to it, like I posted it in the in the Facebook group again, and uh, and I was like, <laughs> when I saw it was episode three, I was like, without even checking it, you need to know this was uh, newbie podcasters. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I'd been at it for almost two years already at that point, but I was still, it's still rough. And I, oh. we had all sorts of segments that we weren't even really clear on, <laughs> you know, like we, we talked about web comics and all sorts of stuff back in the day. Oh yeah. We were, I mean, I guess we do it to a point still, but yeah. we were real big on like, we had certain segments that we'd hit, right. not necessarily every episode, but We'd alternate. We had segments that were every episode, every other episode, even though we were monthly at the time. Right. Uh, We had swamp studies that went for a long time. I like swamp studies. Yeah, swamp studies was the best in which we discussed the swamp. We went through the entirety of the Alan Moore swamp thing. Yeah. Run. We should have kept going, but. Then we we tried to do the same thing with other books and realized we didn't want to. (laughs) We went quite a ways into Walking Dead. We did. We did. And then I don't remember. Yeah, I think it, it I, suitably, I guess it died after that. Yeah. Dead air, which was what we called the segment. 
Yep. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Man, we set that up for failure. <laughs> I think we were more we were more about just coming up with segment names. I think so. Yeah. Oh, bad. Yeah. Especially at the beginning, we had all sorts of segments we did maybe once, and then we were like, "Yeah, we're not going to do that anymore." But we already had we had names for all of them. So yeah. Even now, we're like, are we going to go back to the monster of the week segment? We got to do that, and then it becomes right. so convoluted. It's like, well, it's really not a monster. It's more of a genre. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be horror, but it should be horror adjacent. It's What's not horror? really a monster so much as a hairdo. <laughs> it's, a, it's a style. It's a look. Right. Right. Oh, uh, hey, that was a fun segment too, though. Yeah. Uh. So. So specifically, uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit about before we lose. Oh, we lost somebody. Before we lose everybody. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, Peacemaker, the finale. We all finished that. Uh, that's a piece of news that came out in the last couple of weeks also that we didn't get to talk about. is just the fact that Peacemaker has been renewed for season two. Ooh. And I'm very excited. And every episode, I believe every episode of this season was written by James Gunn. I could be wrong, but it wasn't oh, yeah. necessarily directed. Every episode of season two is to be written and directed by James Gunn. Mm. And we have to talk about that finale. Yeah. Um, I watched. And you know, I'm glad there's going to be a season two because right now, specifically, we could really use someone that is willing to kill men, women, and children for peace <laughs> in our time. I, I also watched. <laughs> uh, speaking of killing, I don't know. I have no segue. I also watched. Uh, Melanie and I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and that is. Uh, very, people are very conflicted on that one. Mm -hmm. I believe it. There's, there's not a lot. It, that's a movie that seems like there's not a lot of middle ground. Um, I live on middle ground. No, I'm just, I'm just... Middle ground is family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, it could have, it could have used a little of that. If they're not gonna, like, you can't. Whatever. We'll get to it. What do we want to start with? Because there's also other things. Jesse watched a thing that. Uh, He's going to talk about. Let's, let's start with that. Let's start with Jesse. What'd you watch? And was it amazing? <laughs> no, well, it, in a sense, it was amazing. <laughs> in other sense, it was awful. Uh, you might even say it was carnage. Because <gasps> it was. It was Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Um, and I have seen the first one. And, I, you know, I didn't love the first one. So I knew what I was getting it, myself into. And maybe that's what made it worse. Um, yeah, so it's more the same and, you know, in some ways that's okay. And in other ways it's not, um, I was trying to parse how I felt about this, this movie, um, before, before starting the podcast tonight and, uh, like talking about it with Ben, with my friend Ben, which we've had on the show and we talk about once in a while. Um, and I think what, I think I've finally boiled down what it is about these Venom movies that I don't really care for. Uh, because on paper, the idea of a Venom movie should work. Right. Um, but it's never really, it's never really worked. And I keep thinking, man, somehow Topher Grace did a better job than Tom Hardy. And that just doesn't seem reasonable. It doesn't sound like a reasonable thing to say out loud. No, right? it doesn't. Mm -hmm. That sounds very unreasonable. Right, right. And 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 it is unreasonable because there are things that Tom Hardy does that are 
light years ahead of what Topher Grace was even trying to pull off, you know? Um, the things I like about uh, Tom Hardy's approach is that he does what he does a great job of as Eddie Brock is kind of this almost spastic, um, like he gets really anxious and his, his uh, speech speeds up and he's just kind of all over the place and he acts, he feels nervous. He acts nervous uh, like he's talking to himself all the time. Cause he is literally, but even when he doesn't have the symbiote, he, he seems like that or symbiote or however you're supposed to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that about him, but I also realized that that is something I don't like in that, in the comics, in the comics, it is more symbiotic, right? Like the the alien and then the host, whether it's human or what, come together and then they become a unit that is we, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a singular entity. And so when they speak as Venom, they are Venom, right? Right. But the way that this breaks it down... It's not really like that at all. And that's fine. I understand that comic book movies can be different because they all have been since the beginning, right? Right. But mm-hmm. this treats Venom less like a symbiote or a symbiote or whatever it is. It treats it less like that. And it treats it almost more like a werewolf movie, except you can just transform on command. Because when when it's Venom, it's it's Venom, Right. And when it's Eddie, it's Eddie. And and then they just talk to each other all the time. And I'm not saying that that never happened in the comics, but it was pretty rare, you know, like, and when it would happen, it would happen in an almost like a dream state where Eddie would have these like arguments with the, with the, with the alien uh, more in his head than literally have a tendril head come off and talk at him like a puppet. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love, you know, how I feel about puppets, but this is just like, <laughs> like it's weird, you know, and it, it does. It it feels like almost if they just yank the dialogue out and just let this be a like a Godzilla style monster movie, it'd be better. Really? OK. Like like uh, part of me wanted to watch the movie again, muted <laughs> and see if it was just like a cool action film then. Right. Um, instead of. It's all the dopey dialogue, all the dumb stuff, you know? Um, And then also, like, I was super excited to get a Woody Harrelson, uh, Cletus Cassidy. I really thought that that would would hit it. But then you can see, right? like, if you're watching the video, you can see that they've added, like, a love interest. So they couldn't just let him play a Cletus Cassidy. They had to let him play, like, like kind of an over the, you know, Woody Harrelson's kind of like Nicolas Cage in that he could do subdued, but if you don't tell him to do subdued, he right. does this kind of campy thing, right? So they did kind of a campy natural born killers. Mm. Oh. And I was like, oh. And and like Carnage is not really a Bonnie and Clyde style character. He just kills <laughs> kind right, of indiscriminately, right. you know? And uh I don't know. It's weird. Also, another thing that I liked about it in the comics is that Cletus Cassidy is just kind of a wiry, scrawny guy. And so the symbiote is also kind of wiry and scrawny. In this, it's almost like Carnage almost is bigger than Venom at times. Oh, interesting. And they do this whole thing where it's like 
the, the reason that the symbiote, that it eats brains is that's like a chemical that it needs. One of the worst lines in the whole movie for me was, uh, it was carnage has a guy has a guy and he's he's just dangling there and then he says power up and then bites this guy's head off and he literally gets bigger like he literally grows after he bites this guy's head off and i'm like no come on well i i haven't seen either but i had heard the first one the people that enjoyed it enjoyed it out of like this is kind of a schlocky ridiculous yeah. movie so i assumed maybe they were going to embrace that and maybe that's kind of what that is for the sequel yeah but then the general consensus i've heard from the sequels yeah it's kind of more the same but dull more dull so here's what it is because i i that that first piece was one piece that i unlocked right like Uh like i dislike it because it's kind of like a a werewolf thing instead of them coming together and being an actual group or like an entity right you know which this that's where topher grace is character was pretty close, right? Like they act together, except that he constantly is peeling the mask off. They do that kind of thing in this too. Here's, here's the other bit that I realized. The reason that this, these movies bug me so much is that they're basically Joel Schumacher, Batman movies. Oh, right. Right. Like they're so can't like the dialogue is super campy and it's like, okay, well, I can forgive a little bit of Joel Schumacher Batman back then because it was new and I didn't know I was going to get a Joel Schumacher Batman because I didn't know what that was. Well, what, 20 years later? I know exactly what that is. And it doesn't have a lot of shelf life. Like, you might get away with that for Venom 1. By Venom 2, you know what happens after Batman Forever. You get Batman and Robin and nobody watches that movie. Mm. that's what this movie is it's you had batman forever and it was enjoyable ish in spite of itself and then you get batman and robin and that's a no 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 sony (laughs) (laughs) this is why yeah this is why you need disney to help you (laughs) really yeah oh but because the after credit scene is the only thing people were talking about i can't forgive no Joel Schumacher Batman. <laughs> not even not even Batman Forever. Nope. No. Not after. Not after you come after a. And listen, the Tim Burton Batman is not perfect, but not after you come after a Tim Burton Batman. No. No. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He literally wears glow stick stuff in this movie, like Venom does. Yeah. So I mean, like that's that's what broke the glass for me. I was like, oh no, this is a Joel Schumacher Batman Venom. Because I just think of those light Batman, stick yeah. bow staff fights that Chris O'Donnell got into. And I was like, now I know where I've seen this before. <laughs> Off topic a little bit. Oh. But it reminded me of I went to the circus this past week. And the best part, and that's all I'm going to say about it. The best part was there was a contortionist that was on some, I don't know, like a little pole thing that had a square on it. So she has one hand on a square. And she's balancing herself, and she shoots a bow and arrow with her toes and hits the – it's a balloon that was sitting there and hits the balloon. And I was impressed. That was the best part of the circus for me. That's better than a Hawkeye or a green right. arrow. You just flick yeah. a, a bottle cap across the room. Or, or <laughs> a Kate Bishop. Right. 
Eat your heart out, Kate Bishop. I want more Hawkeye. I don't think we're getting more Hawkeye shows. I want more Hawkeye shows. That was surprisingly (laughs) good. That really was. It really was. That was a a good dynamic between those characters they wrote. Mm -hmm. That was off topic, but... um, Well, it's something I saw. Well, I mean, I was basically done with Venom anyways. But I mean, to put a pin in it, it's it's more of the same. Well, everything you've heard is true. The end credit scene is kind of fun. Uh, The visuals are cool. I'll, I'll give it that, like, Carnage looks awesome. But so you could tell that from the trailer, I guess. This movie's been out for a while. Uh, what's the end credit scene? I don't okay, mind the so spoiler. That, I mean, it's not really a spoiler if you've seen um, a certain other Spider-Man movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> basically, oh, really? It ties well, the- I mean, basically, it ties the end credit scene from that Spider-Man movie to the end credit uh, scene from this movie. Because, like, uh, Venom does this whole thing where he's like a hive mind of that crosses dimension or universes or whatever. And then, like, this weird thing goes, he's like in a, like a hotel room or whatever. And then this thing goes, and then he's in a different hotel room, like in another universe. Oh, and then there's stuff on the TV and it's J. Jonah Jameson talking about Spider-Man. Ah, it's kind of interesting to me that. It took movies adopting the kind of more annoying aspects of comic books before they became really successful. And by that, I mean constant tie-ins and stuff. Right, <laughs> right. Which, I mean, can be cool in comics, except it's always used, it's always exploited to, like, just sell sell this, another comic or whatever. Like, it's, a, it's mostly right. a sales thing. And it is true with the movies, but generally they're pretty successful with it and it's weird that that's kind of was the unlock unlocking factor uh, that and making actually decent movies so in this issue guest starring matt murdoch right spider-man's right. lawyer now they don't even want to advertise the the tie-ins they want to surprise right. people Right. Yeah. Shock tie-ins. They, they're taking the professional wrestling approach to it, where it's like, oh, right. my God, it's Austin with a steel chair. <laughs> By God. Or maybe a, a John Cena. A John. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump over to Peacemaker. Right. It's interesting. Since the season finale on Twitter, there was a couple nights where it, people were talking about a lot about it a lot which is generally a good sign. Well, it can be a so-so sign. If people are talking about something a lot on Twitter, it could be a very bad sign or a good sign. In this case, it was a good sign. But not only that, I only noticed because Doom Patrol was trending and I was like, Doom Patrol? Who's talking about Doom Patrol? And it was a whole lot of people like, after you're done watching Peacemaker, if you want something similar, blah, 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 watch Doom Patrol. And yeah, they are very much in the same vein. Mm -hmm. Um, Tonally a little bit different. But, yeah, if you want a superhero comic book-based show that's part comedy, part drama, and generally just about the the very unbalanced people in a comic book universe, Mm -hmm. uh, Doom Patrol, Peacemaker, yeah, those definitely go hand in hand, I think. Um, But, as we talked about maybe last episode, Jesse had caught up to us. Yes, And now we're all caught up to everyone because the show, the season one is over and we've watched it Mm -hmm. and it was fun appropriately. It was good. 
Yeah. And then it it blew my mind at the end. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Yeah, me too. I didn't see that coming. I'm a little surprised they were allowed, but I feel like it's so strange because uh, WB used to have weird, such weird, strict rules about we. Melanie, we were watching a video maybe just last night about mm-hmm. it was last night. We were watching a video about, I don't know, weird, just weird, random, like kind of asinine rules that studios put in forth for TV shows, uh, including like. I don't think it's totally S9, but the no no tights, no flights rule for whatever. Um, but the also the Gotham Joker rule where they weren't allowed to refer to, like this character was obviously Joker, right. but they weren't ever refer allowed to refer to him as Joker. Uh, they weren't allowed to confirm that. Whereas now, I think at a certain point, I think after <laughs> after Justice League broke them, I think spiritually broke the studio <laughs> um they don't seem to care like flash pops up in flash and and they just don't care but i was super shocked slight slight spoilers for one of the more surprising aspects of peacemaker finale when and they didn't get everyone some people were cloaked in shadow or just not there right. uh justice league shows up and has some very very comments on some of the ongoing like very kind of a blue jokes from the series right um but they had flash and aquaman there for real yeah and it's like i i thought okay they're just gonna keep them in shadows because they're kind of silhouetted or whatever backlit uh-huh. you know and i was like oh that's that's a cool nod that's a cool nod and they look like you know they look like the justice league that we saw right and then they are like, and then the, like one of them turns and it's like, oh, that really, that's, that's him. And I, at first I was like, oh, did they just do a CGI James Dean? No, it's Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the flash guy. Yeah. Ezra. I don't know what his name is. Um, no Henry Cavill. The right. Superman stayed up in the shed, uh, up out of sight. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure no Gal Gadot. Right. And Batman just wasn't even there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a because Batman, good Batman wouldn't have taken that kind of guff. <laughs> the rest right. of them are like, monker. So yeah, I mean, probably because okay. Peacemaker murders people. Like Batman, that's the one guy. I don't know. I guess the rest of them, well, like they shouldn't have been okay with it either. But uh, I mean, I guess when you're murdering a bunch of aliens and an alien cow, right, right, and that kind of follows. Um, that falls into most of them are probably just like whatever this government agency called us in and they, they, they say you're with them. So whatever, that's fine. Um, but it was a good joke. It was a good joke. And it also, I mean, it's something I think even in the first suicide squad movie, they might even had a throwaway line about, well, why don't you have the justice league take care of it or whatever? And like, well, they can't take right. care of all the issues. And this is just kind of another, n- nod to all that where they're like why if this is such a big deal why don't you call them the justice league and they actually did mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> but you know too late so right and but, then yeah but initially then i didn't they more have to kind of confirm the whole thing was happening and by the right. point you find a big giant caterpillar monster cow thing underground i think that's pretty good proof that it's happening and everybody should be able to call in you know the big guys and then talk about aquaman's relations yeah. Or, well, you right, know what? Right. Why couldn't Superman have seen all this? Actually, now that I think about it, 
He's oh yeah, his X-ray, X-ray vision. vision. He would have seen the yeah. Yeah, he was off somewhere brooding. <laughs> maybe being a zombie, maybe not. Who right? Knows? Oh yeah, yeah. Like they you don't do. know. Maybe has a mustache. Maybe he doesn't. It is amusing how like kind of tight the WB tried to keep their DCEU until it was clear. It's like this just ain't working. Yeah. Make the Joker movie fine. Whatever. James Gunn wants to do a raunchy comedy with fine. That's just right. whatever. Shazam wants to reference Superman. Fine. Fine. Is Henry No, Henry's not coming back. Okay, fine. <laughs> right. Somebody tossed a coin to the Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But maybe not enough. It was time for a change because coins uh, uh, stretch. <laughs> uh man, but though this this episode in I mean, like we jumped right into some of the meaty bits, but like uh it starts with the flashback of what happened to Peacemaker's brother. It was just like, whoa, right. whoa, just right off the bat with that. Mm-hmm. And then it got back into like familiar territory where they're like in the in the van and <laughs> She's trying to like apologize and they just keep making fart noises. Yeah. And then Vigilante just doesn't understand social cues at all. He just like keeps wanting to go. And and Peacemaker's like, no, we're 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 done with that. I, I like the Peacemaker though is still so juvenile, even though like and uh, thinking about how that actually played out, because the end of the last episode was pretty like somber and serious. But if you think about it, then we hard cut into where they're like the same scene in this episode. And he's going <laughs> like he's still super juvenile, even though yeah. like he just <laughs> right experienced some horrible stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought, again, this is getting to spoilers. I kind of thought and I didn't know if there was going to be another season after that when I was watching this or not. But I kind of thought things were I don't think I knew. I thought things were going to go very poorly. And I mean, right. They kind of did, but they didn't go as extreme. I thought, I thought a whole bunch of characters uh, were going to die. Yeah. Um, And they got jacked up, but you know, ultimately they're fine for the most part. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one I kind of love die beard, right? Die beard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> like they, like, they like, play like such dark humor, like it's so uh-huh. like awful, and yet it was still funny. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, like he gets back, and what's her name decides she's gonna be have her heroic moment. So Die Beard's like, ah, I'm like, what's Die Beard gonna do? He's gonna trip over a log and break his leg. So essentially, <laughs> like he gets the like he was gonna do a heroic thing, like character moment. But they don't actually have to figure out what that thing is other than, you right. know, I mean, they could have just played it off as the thing he kind of messed up going undercover. But mm-hmm. well, and then even uh, I, I mess up her name at a at a boyo. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like even when she she has this moment where you're like, oh, snap, she's going to do this thing and then just biffs it. And he's <laughs> like, I told her not to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's like cart James Gunn works a little bit on cartoon logic. Yeah. Right. But applied to kind of real world consequences. Cause she's ultimately ends up being fine, mm-hmm. but applied to ridiculous, but somewhat grounded reality. 
and it makes for a horrible, gory mess. Yeah. Right. And so, then, like, yeah. Stockholm Syndrome stuff, too. Like, he really likes to play with that kind of deal because then um, there's this face-off between Peacemaker and the bug he kept in a jar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. it's, like, it's like, oh, snap, that's why you're not killing him? And it makes perfect – it kind of makes perfect sense in a way. And uh, it actually – gives you a moment of pause and be like, oh, wow, what is he going to do? Mm-hmm. And then he does what he does. But it's like, man, I wouldn't know. How'd you write this? <laughs> How did you write this, man? It's it's good. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it shouldn't be political. It should just be factual. But there's clearly some kind of political bias there, right? But then at the same time, to present an option or to present something where it's like, okay, maybe the bugs have a point. Like, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. But then to have them just basically be like, but screw that <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. And you're still like, well, I kind of get that point too, because sure. The bugs wanted to do kind of the right thing, but, but they wanted to take choice out of the matter. Kind yeah. Of thing. But, yeah. Well, and, and they're murdering people. And right. taking over their bodies, which right. That, that right there, if you want, if you want to accomplish something with and for people here, then go talk to the people here and live together. Don't murder them, take their bodies, you know, take over their lives and then be like, but I'm doing it for you. You know, I was a little bummed that the detective lady got taken over because I kind of liked her character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. there were several characters that I liked that I was bummed they took over the the one cop guy, um, yeah. that was working against the the lady who who I thought was a butterfly already, but he wasn't. He nope. was just right. working mm-hmm. with Mern, yeah, Mern, yeah. and Mern was also a super interesting character who's yeah. definitely dead. Both yeah. versions, right? I mean, we never seen the not butterflied version, but right. I mean, if, if people are listening to this, they've never watched the show. <laughs> What are you so, talking so, about? It's a cow and a butterfly and <laughs> John Cena and yeah. And an eagle. And apparently John Cena's dad still, not actually John Cena's dad, Peacemaker John Cena's dad. Right. Still mm-hmm. is alive in his head. Like he said he would be. <laughs> Basically. Were you going to say something? I, I was going to say that's a little, it's a little worrisome. Maybe, um, right? How clearly he sees it and fully yeah. he believes in it and reacts to it. You know, I like things at it. Yeah. I like how fully he like believes it, yet at the same time knows it's not real. Mm-hmm. Because he even he's like, I'm not going to use a gun. People will hear a gun and they'll know I'm crazy talking to a ghost. <laughs> yeah. But he still tries to kill, take him out with a blow dart. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Like that's still he's still doing that thing. He just knows it's kind of crazy to do that thing. Right. Which is fun. I also like and it's kind of become at least in terms of Suicide Squad, a very James Gunn thing to do is to set up like, here's a plan. Here's what we're gonna do. And so you're like, okay, there it's like a heist or whatever. They they've set in motion the plan and then just to, it fails spectacularly or just mm-hmm. right. whatever, like the the We'll have the 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 eagle eagly fly it out there, and no, it just takes it and flies it off, <laughs> drops it randomly in the woods, so and then derails the episode for twenty minutes while characters go search for the helmet in the woods. 
yeah. and have character moment conversations. Yeah. Like it's it's so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's good too because it sets you up for action and gives you character development. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, and then you even have that moment where they're like heading into battle towards the end, and you get the theme song drop. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my god, I never would have seen this coming!" And this is the most James Gunn thing possible, right? Mm-hmm. Since it was the last episode of the season, I actually sat through the intro dance credits this time. Right. It's so bad, I hate it. <laughs> like the end pose that everybody strikes is fun. But yeah, man, the dance, and I know it's supposed to be bad, but it's just the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's they have every character doing it together, whether it makes sense or not. Oh yeah, I like the little guy jumping into John Cena's arms at the end, though. Oh, and you master, yeah. He made me. It made me think earlier a little bit. Um, yeah, the butterflies aren't really forgivable because of the murdering of the people, but the people that work with them, I think I have sympathy for. Like, like judo master, you know, he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll help them because they're, you know, trying to help us. Right. But he's not. Well, I guess he probably is murdering people too, huh? Never mind. I retract. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't judo master is not necessarily a good guy, but. <laughs> and to be fair, those guys were making fun of him, but he beat the crap out of those dudes and, and yeah. stole their car. Yeah. Man, he was so. sad though when when he found out that everything, you know, yeah. he was like he's yeah. sad, right? Man, it's the first thing you've cared about besides flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, he still got to eat his Cheeto even when yeah. he was crying. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they got Weird. consistency. Twerk, yeah, twerk, a quirk, twerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a weird. That is a that is a weird quirk. Yes. All right. Yeah, I like it. I'm super excited for another season, and I don't know how long it'll take, but I'm glad yeah. it's continuing on because I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yep, mm. me too. I was I was interested, and it was James Gunn, and I figured it was going to be enjoyable, but I was like, nah, Peacemaker. Right. And I don't know I why. Afraid. I really, it, like, I was like, eh, maybe if I have time, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know why, because it's it's James Gunn. It kind of makes perfect sense now, too. Like, Peacemaker, and he gets to do, like, I don't know. He likes to do... It just ties into a certain kind of humor that he enjoys. Right. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think... There's going to be another season, but what do you think is going to happen now? Because, um... I can't remember her name. Amanda Waller? No, her daughter. Oh. Because her daughter went, you know, to the media... To talk about all of this, what effect does you think that's going to have on all of it, really? Because people know about it now. Right. Right. Yeah. That exposes whatever they, that agency for one. Is that Argus again? It's so weird to hear these acronyms used again with a different property, you know? Right. Because right. when I think Argus, I think of uh, Green Arrow or, or the Arrow right. CW show. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Because they'd pull in, you know. Yeah, there was a there's a CW Amanda Waller as well. Right. Yeah. She's not Oh, and she came back for the show. Like visually we saw her for a sec or something. So that was yeah. another solid cameo that tied it back to the movie. Right. We actually had her in a scene because she, I think she showed up in the first episode on a laptop, you know, on a oh, video yeah. call. And it's like, well, that's the easy way. That's the like, you know, 
we got Vincent D'Onofrio for this movie, but he's only he's just gonna call in on laptop or whatever. What movie was Sinister or no? Yeah, Sinister. Like Vincent D'Onofrio's in it, right? But he's just like on a video call. Anyway, that's a complete tangent. Sorry. Um, but we actually got like it, it was one shot, but her in her house like reacting to the news. It's like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. See. On the one hand, I'm glad DCEU is kind of like shattered and they're just like, whatever. I mean, this kind of ties to that. This ties to that. But don't think about it too hard. Though this isn't part of the whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It's got the potential to produce better things like this. Yeah. Right. Where, whereas before when it was the Snyderverse, hashtag Snyder Watch, um, everything kind of seemed like it was going to have to be branded as the Snyder verse. It was going to have to have that uh, cheesy edgy feel and look mm-hmm. and it's going it, to, everything had to be like the hot topics version of whatever. <laughs> right. Right. Which sounds so good to me in concept, but an execution wasn't great. And James Gunn could even fit that, but it, like, man, Snyder was just not the guy to hand your universe to. If you, and that's proof like James Gunn come in. I'll I'll do the Suicide Squad side of things and do some weird stuff and a John Cena show and just knocks it out of the park like you just have to find the right even uh, Shazam was like wildly fun and funny and Mm -hmm. had charm you know and I feel like it did better than than anyone expected right right it was allowed to do its own thing right yeah but it didn't necessarily feel alien well. It feels kind of alien to the Snyder stuff, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a Joker where it's clearly outside of uh, the universe, the continuity of. Right. They even like pull in uh, like a Cavill body double, like it's the Cavill suit at the very least, the cameos, you know? Right. I think really the, the suicide or yeah, the suicide squad and probably Shazam too. They work better for comic book movies because it's it's light enough that whatever happens doesn't have to be like a like final. So you know how in comic book worlds, you know they arrest they they catch the bad guy, they put him in jail, he escapes, and it happens over and over and over. There's never nobody ever dies or um, anything like that, re- usually. So or at least not permanently, right? Um, and that and that works better, I think, with this world than it does with this, like the Snyderverse, where if one of those characters died in the Snyderverse, they should except for you know, Superman apparently be dead. Um, and yeah. Right. Holly and I were kind of having a conversation about this, uh, before, because I was trying to describe to her what, why I wasn't digging, uh, Venom. And it was partly that Joel Schumacher dialed way up campiness. Right. Uh And then she asked the question, then why is it like, how is it that Deadpool can do it? Like Deadpool works. Why is that? And I think it's the same thing as with Peacemaker in that um, it works because there's all these ridiculous elements that are still tethered to something dark and real that people yeah. can relate right. to. And I think that's what happens with uh, with Deadpool. Uh, you, you, ha- you have Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds about everything. And right. you can even have weird, bizarre stuff going on like – 
uh, Colossus is not like super real or anything, but you do have something that is real, like uh, Cable. Like Brolin's not gonna be. I mean, he'll have some funny lines, but he's gonna be the straight man, and he's gonna approach things as real as we're gonna get in that universe. Uh, the first Deadpool, you've got Francis. Uh, I don't remember what his code name is, but like he's just kind of a corporate d bag. Mm-hmm. Right. Did we t- kind of talk about that on the show, or was that a conversation, Melanie, that you and I had where I was complaining about like dumb characters and comedy? Yeah. Lazy comedy or easy comedy because characters stupid, right? Right. Yeah. And where, because we were watching that Creek show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did talk about it on the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where a Peacemaker, the show, like Vigilante, sometimes goes into that territory where it's like, that's just too stupid. Mm-hmm. It's right. too stupid, but it's not all the time. Peacemaker himself, even sometimes it's like, dude, that is just too stupid, but it's placed in a world with other characters who generally are more grounded. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not, that's not necessarily their character all the time. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it reminded me of that though, that, that idea. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, like Star Lord in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, like he's hyper focused, but he's got real problems. You know, like his mom mm-hmm. died when he was young. All of these things that make him like hyperbolic. You know, that that have him dialed up. They all come from somewhere, and there's something that are relatable for an audience. Mm-hmm. That reminds me, uh, real quick, another thing we watched. We uh, had never finished. What if? And oh. the episodes we hadn't watched yet were the last two episodes, which if you've watched the What If Disney Plus animated Marvel thing, those kind of tie everything together. And I was like, yeah. oh, I didn't realize it was going here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, super entertaining, I thought. Not Vision. He kind of takes over Vision's body. Ultron. Ultron, yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. interdimensional threat and... Uh, I'm real curious as to if they're actually going to try to tie into that in the Doctor Strange movie where right. clearly there's an evil Doctor Strange. Right. Right. That evil Doctor Strange, by the way, is super cool. I love that he turns into like weird <laughs> tentacled op- octopus oh, creature man. at times. Uh-huh. Super cool. HP Lovecraft-esque uh, summoning stuff. Yeah. And I didn't realize they were pulling in characters from each of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, like... Why would Thor. you pick that Thor? It was so funny. <laughs> their their rationale too is like in the end, it's like was it was it Captain Carter who figures it out? Is like, oh, <laughs> we don't have to be the best. We're just the ones he needed. Right, right. <laughs> it's like that Batman line. It's like it's not the hero we need. It's the hero we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> also, was it Chris Hemsworth? Mm-hmm. did the voice I didn't realize because I was like oh his like party Thor voice is so different than his regular Thor voice it's weird right mm-hmm. when he like bros it up more it's quite a change what else were we going to talk about guys uh, something about a chainsaw oh <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, brand new, the new one on Netflix. On Netflix, just came out uh, this last week or so, mm-hmm. 
and uh, real conflicted reviews from people. Mm-hmm. Um, Melanie and I watched it. Melanie? Yes. What did you think? I was not, I did not have high hopes for it going in. So I wasn't all that disappointed. Um, I mean, there were, I, I didn't, the first issue I had with it, let's say this, is that I didn't like the characters, really any of them. One of them maybe a little bit, but I didn't I didn't like any of the characters. I was kind of hoping they would die. Um, and, uh, you know, good, good thing to warn in a movie like this. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they will. But um, I was also worried about the, the bringing the old the old lady back who was not the original lady that that the whole thing, because, yeah, they were copying other movies. And I think a lot of people didn't like the fact that they kind of switched that up or went against what you would expect, maybe. Um, but I enjoyed that kind of. Uh, but yeah, the characters are bad. The bad guy is um, not really believable if it were actually it, to follow in any way reality. And that's about it. It's really gory, though, which is kind of fun, I guess. Can I share my review that I wrote on Letterboxd yes, real quick? Yes. I said, solid direction, beautiful cinematography, brutal kills, gore, and a few surprises. Mm-hmm. And yet, two stars. Yep. <sighs> yeah, no. Well, first off, you're, the characters are awful. I, I agree. I hate them. I hate them all. And I, that is a thing sometimes slasher movies do. They don't want you to necessarily like all the characters because they don't want you to feel that bad when they inevitably get murdered. But I don't think this, that's the case with this. They're just terrible characters. It's mm-hmm. and that's kind of the big thing is like it looks nice. The setting seems a little cheap. It's mostly in like this one town that looks like it's clearly a studio lot. Like it's, it's supposed to be like the main street of this little town, but it's like there's clearly no other town beyond this. There's mm-hmm. no town beyond it. You're just in Bulgaria on a lot somewhere with some <laughs> fake buildings set up. Yeah. That still though, it looks nice. There's like some of the sequences were pretty well cut together, but man, the writing in is where this is awful because it's got characters who do things. All the characters do things that don't just don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And first off, they're not likable. They don't. They're not generally not given likable traits. Fine, but like they do things that don't make sense, and it's sometimes just for the sake of continuing the plot. A lot or, of times, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and also in unnecessary ways. Uh, and then sometimes it's like, well, it doesn't seem to serve a purpose. They just do completely irrational, illogical things. So it's, I don't know. It becomes a thing. It's like, why, why are you, why is this happening? And even things in the plot, things happen and you're like, why, why is this happening? It doesn't make sense. There's no reason for it. Mm -hmm. Like, what was the logic here? It's not benefiting the story. Or the movie. It would have been a better movie, I think, if it wasn't a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. If it was just like some random dude had some stuff happen and went berserk and was just murdering everybody. That would make sense and be be basically the same movie, only with, you know, maybe a little less attempt at a character, the building, or not really even. I don't know. Um, that That would have... You could have looked just just as good and been more coherent and uh, likable. Well, and it wouldn't then have the baggage. Yeah. And yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies after the first one, and I like the second one, but generally most of them are just trash. They're not good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but like this abandons everything that would make it a Texas Chainsaw Massacre other than Texas and Leatherface. Like there's no none of the cannibal family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plot itself is okay, but kind of weird. And yeah, the pulling in the character that's supposed to be the final girl from the first one. Mm-hmm. It's so tr- bad and so transparent. Like, yeah, how, how they did it in Halloween, and that made a ton of money. Right. It's so bad, it and is. and they don't even have anything really to like. There's no real interesting character to her. She's just kind of a nutbag, and there's two, maybe even three shots where she just pulls out a Polaroid from the first movie. Of the pe- of her friends in a van and looks at it for a moment, like two or three different times. It's like this is not <laughs> building character, right? This is not doing anything for us. Th- that makes it seem all the more cheesy. It kind of right. feels like it was written by an AI, except they they made the lines sound less hilarious, <laughs> and you know, um, took out the like weird stuff, like you know, there's always like a floating pizza or some some strange thing in those stories. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. I, now that you say it that way, it does seem like. There's a bunch of little ideas and then somebody AI or somebody uh, an overworked temp over the weekend had to piece it together. And that's mm-hmm. not to <laughs> trash talk whoever ended up with the credit for writing this. But yeah, it, it there's several ideas and they just don't mesh very well. Yeah. And it would it would have kind of been a better movie in a way if it didn't have the Texas Chainsaw baggage. Then you're just like, well, right. That was a solid slasher. I had no expectations going in, and it was fine. The character sucked. I, you know what? No, it'd still not be good because there's things that really bug me. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, maybe they ki- they killed Leatherface. It's like, no, I see him right there. He's fine. He's in one piece. <laughs> right. Oh, don't let him get away. You, you better put that chainsaw in him. Oh, you're not going to. Okay. Oh, but he's still here, and you're still not doing anything to him. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, he just floated away. He's gone. Or how about... He's going to pop up in a moment and you're going to die because this is transparently and so obviously not the end of him. Mm -hmm. Do simple things like shut the door, maybe, you know, (laughs) shut the door and then you don't get murdered and everybody else doesn't get murdered. That's a very simple thing. I don't care how shocked you are. You can shut a door. Okay. And if you can't, then you could probably climb out a window. It, if if there's enough time for you to scream and claw and run and whatever, you can just open a window and leave. No, somebody had to wait till everyone in the bus was dead before they realized they could open a window to escape. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I used to drive a bus. There are like like seven exits that you can that list themselves as exits you can take if you ever get trapped in a bus with someone with a chainsaw and like twenty people. And you're in the if you're in the back of those twenty people, you've got time. Trust me. The bus scene, okay, so the bus is like the big kind of, I guess, set piece for this in a way. And I've heard it comes up in like all the reviews because I've watched some reviews on this or read some reviews. And it is kind of the high point and the lowest point of the movie. Yeah. uh, Because like it's a fun sequence. It's ridiculous. It's gory. It's uh, basically like a party bus full of people and Leatherface. And he and nobody can fight. Nobody fights back. He just chainsaws everybody. Also, he's like 70-something. He's kind of superhuman in this. Right. Well, he's got to be because, yeah. Um, But also, like, that whole scene is kind of displays 
why what why this is bad what what's wrong with the movie you know mm-hmm. it's got bad like the social commentary the political commentary is so weird because it it does a little bit of that thing of playing both sides to where like it's there but it's not necessarily going to offend anyone watching it but mm-hmm. it's also handled kind of so poorly that it's like why is it even there then mm-hmm. one of the characters I mean, maybe this is an interesting idea. One of the characters is like uh, a school shooting survivor or whatever. So that plays kind of into her. I don't know. It doesn't really play much into it, but they give her flashbacks and she don't like guns. Um, but she has to pick up a gun eventually. But yeah. she, she won't shoot it. Don't worry, because no ca- characters are inept until they need to be capable. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, we trashed it. That said, it could be the it could be the worst. It could be worse. I, it's probably not even the worst Texas Chainsaw. Uh, I'm kind of traditionally hard on these movies. I've since heard a lot of people talk about how like the reboots are actually pretty. good. I hated the reboot. I hated the sequel to the reboot. I hate all of them. Uh, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre Two is the only good sequel, and that took me a little while to work, come around to because That's- it's. It's a comedy. It's yeah. It's a rough watch. Uh, if you don't know what you're getting, <laughs> right? Like you gotta, yeah. If you, man, did that it's movie a Joel bomb? Schumacher Batman movie? <laughs> it, it kind of is the Joel Schumacher Batman of Texas Chainsaw Massacres is Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. Yeah, but it's if Tim Burton stuck around and he wanted to make a comedy because I don't know <laughs> F you. So right. it's got Dennis Hopper as a. As a sheriff named yeah. Lefty Enright. Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and left. The, and whether intentional or not, the first is a ma- kind of a ma- insane masterpiece. So, right. like, I, I think it's like, you know, if you torture your actors, you usually can get a pretty good horror movie out of them. It seems to be the case in, in the movies that have done that in the past. So, not to just totally dump on this movie the whole time. Uh, the new one, of course. There's some solid gore. I've heard, I've seen people complain about CG gore, and I, I, there clearly is some CG gore. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. I thought it worked all right. Yeah. Um, it's surprisingly brutal. There's, yeah, there's some is. things that took me by surprise for sure. And that's, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't. It's kind of known as being a brutal and gory, but if you watch the first one, it's, it's not really. It's just kind of like bothersome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I'm sure. At the time, it was much gorier than what you would normally find. But since then, we've become more accustomed to it. Right. Uh, And there were some cool sequences. There were some super cool shots. Even in the trailer, I seen, I was like, oh, that looks cool, but that doesn't look like Texas Chainsaw. But Mm -hmm. it's fine. Um, Basically, I've read a bunch of reviews of people who loved it. And I don't know if I would, I can totally agree with people who just love it. I don't know for whatever reason, but it's one of those movies. It's almost a little bit. What's that movie? Malignant. It's not quite malignant, but it's almost that to where I've, I've read reviews, uh, positive reviews and negative reviews. And a lot of times I'm like, yeah, I think you're both kind of right, mm-hmm. but a little bit more in the negative. It's, it's just, it's clearly a bad script that somehow, and I don't know the whole story behind like the troubles behind the production. Apparently there were lots of troubles behind the production. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a bad script that got into capable filmmakers' hands. Like, it's well-made. It's mm-hmm. just a bad movie. Right. That's all I got to say about that. 
I've got, uh, and uh, if you, if you want to know how capable we would be uh, surviving a slasher, then you should go back and check out the 2018 Halloween special. Yeah. Where we, where we take on the roles of people in a slasher movie. And, and while you're digging in the archives, if, uh, if you would also like to see what a story put together by an actual AI sounds like. Uh-huh. You should look for the episode entitled, That's a Secret, Don't Tell Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> those, both of those episodes may be, out of the last eight years, some of my favorite episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's others, but those are on, if there were a top 10 list of Grolix podcast episodes, mm-hmm. those two are on that list somewhere. Those those are both so funny. And I, once in a while, go back, because I there are so many good clips. And I actually did pull, like, had pulled some clips to put on social media at the time. And I'll go back and revisit the clips sometimes and just be like, yeah, man, that was so funny. <laughs> those are definitely some of the funniest episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, the AI one was such a like, hey, randomly, let's do this. And it turned yeah. out so good. It's it so sometimes so bizarre. It was like, that's a secret. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, I love that that's just the title of it, too. Because I was looking for it. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Where is this thing? It had to be a like a special is right around a certain episode number. Because I remembered that distinctly. And then I was like, oh, that's that's the one. <laughs> It's just entitled, That's a Secret, Don't Tell Anyone. I was so so on the fence about that title, too. I think we talked about it, but it was like, no, that's too perfect. We have it, to. Yeah. Like, it doesn't advertise what the episode is. It's not like the AI adventure or whatever, but right. like, it's so good. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What else? Is there anything else we should be amazed by? Always. Always. <laughs> so, you know, there's a new study that outlines an innovative way to mean manipulate stem cells on demand by using high frequency sound waves to turn stem cells into bone cells in as little as five days with 10 minutes of stimulating treatment per day. Um, The researchers from Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology in Australia um, use sound waves to apply just the right amount of pressure in the right places to the stem cells to trigger the change process. And um, they're hoping that this technique, uh, because it has several advantages over the ones they use right now, but could be used to grow, uh, regrow bone that people lose when, from like cancer and other like degenerative type diseases hmm. um, where they have time, you know? Uh, and researchers have shown that it works with multiple types of stem cells, including fat derived stem cells that aren't as painful to pull out of the body as the bone marrow that they currently have to use. Interesting. Yep. So super exciting uh, for anybody who, has bone issues, I guess. Well, and people, you know, it's just people in general. Growing, growing bone is a freaking amazing thing, no matter who you are, <laughs> in my opinion. Right. It it's weird that they like manipulate it using sound waves. Right. And it turns into bone cells. Mm-hmm. Well, it has something to do with if you are into, you know, chemistry and the setup of atoms, but the, mm. it has something to do with the uh, shapes that the, the lattices that it builds, that the chemical or the, you know, the atoms build oh, as right. they grow. So that's what you do. And you're putting pressure on like a certain, you know, like if it was a box, you want to put pressure on the corner and it'll smoosh it in, you know, kind of a thing. Gotcha. So it's like that to make, to make it form into the correct shape that they want. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to a couple of new shows on the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Uh, and listener, you might want to check them out. Uh, Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Mm-hmm. That's probably more in line with the stuff we usually talk about, except they are like uh, very much engrossed in 80s and 90s things. Right. Uh, Mike and Corey talk about pop culture stuff from uh, back in the day. They, uh, they remember these things fondly mm-hmm. and discuss them. And um, they just joined the podcast network and also Russian Leg Sweep. If Ooh. you're into pro wrestling and mm-hmm. as per usual, that's all I really have to say about that because I don't know pro wrestling stuff. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the guys are all local to us here, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And they just joined. Yeah, I've actually room. met uh, Corey and Mikey. So that was like, oh, I know those guys. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've probably seen them at like a convention or something. Yeah, you probably, I, I probably have. Seen them around. Yeah. You I might have even them. met them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize they were local. I clicked over uh, on their Facebook and I was like, oh, we have common friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're in Omaha. Okay. It's a small, small world. Uh, so go over to electronicmediacollective.com or emcpod.net if that's easier to remember and check them out. Mm-hmm. New show on the network. Welcome. Welcome. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that movie the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what else? What, what were you doing on the 10th? Or doing something on the 10th? We are doing something maybe special on the 10th, but I guess maybe we'll wait till that's closer to for sure. I don't yeah. know. It in seems the like future. A, it seems like a set. Uh, hashtag in the future. Hashtag it's not what you're thinking. No. Matt. It's a secret. Paul. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have just released that episode as 100 because it hides so much into what we were, what we, I mean, I, I'm never mind. I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying? I blacked what? out for a moment. Huh. Weird. <laughs> all, I heard, all I heard were all I heard were some nerd sounds. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Oh man. All right, everybody. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Uh next week, uh, I'm not sure what we're gonna do, but it's a big day. We're gonna have so, a big day. Yeah. Yeah. And then the week after that we have something uh else special planned that seems concrete, but we'll announce it later and it'll be a it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Till then, thanks for watching, everybody. Or thanks, listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to Savannah for being our Patreon. And, and oh, yeah. Look for us on Patreon. Thanks support. for Savannah. She's a cat dancer, and she deserves a shout-out every episode. Thanks to Melanie. You're welcome. She's getting one this episode. We're, we're fulfilling our duties. Uh, you, too, can become a cat dancer at the $10 a month tier. Well, listen, you don't have to spend $10 a month. You can get, you could just get all the, you get the pizza, get all the pizza for a dollar a month mm-hmm. at patreon.com slash garlics podcast. It helps us out once in a while. It, it pays our podcast hosting fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet it costs money to do all this. So yeah. do it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, so consider it. Please do consider it. supporting. Thanks. <laughs> Otherwise go to garlicspodcast.com. G-R-A-W-L-I-X.com. I think I got it right. Take it easy, everybody. Have a great weekend. Mm-hmm. And or I always say that, but like sometimes this goes up on Monday in the audio. Oh, yeah. Have a good night. 
Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. Have a good weekend when you have the weekend, because you can watch this on. Uh, you can watch this whenever you want. That's yep. podcasting for you. Booyah! Have a happy weekend on a Monday, you. No one says you can't have a weekend on a Monday, right? It's Joel Schumacher. Batman would let you have a weekend on a Monday, and glow con- sticks. He's just concerned about glow sticks and glow st- glow sticks and bat nipples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Goodbye.